Listening to the MMA Maniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. Gabriel Gonzaga here. You're listening MMA Maniacs. All right, all right, all right. Here we are, MMA Maniacs podcast. Nick David, Matt Kona. We have a lot to discuss today. Yeah, it's a red panty night in, uh, in podcast land. That is the stone cold truth, not the, <laughs> the, not the least of which we need to discuss uh, the very first thing. McGregor Dos Anjos. Wow. Holy moly. Yeah, what not decide? It's been rumored for a while, but it has been made official this Monday, this Monday evening, uh, East Coast time, when I was on the phone with you. Talking, talking some business dealings, trying to figure out what we're doing for UFC Fight Night Boston, which is this Sunday. And yes, yes. Lot we'll get going in. on for us this weekend. Yeah, lots of uh, lots weekend. of things happening. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, there was something happening today. I didn't realize this uh, because I I didn't see it till afterwards. But there was a, a poster signing. Joey Gomez that- was signing posters with. Uh, with Dillashaw today, and I, that was why. Uh, so my tra- I trained with Ed Carr, and he wasn't there. And I was like, "Well, where is he?" I was doing a. They said he was doing an open workout, and I said, "Well, I think open workouts are Friday, so they." Didn't, I don't know. Anyways, whatever. It wasn't a public thing. The poster signing, anyway. Oh right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was just. Uh, they right, just okay. do it. It's just part of the thing. They sell them for ninety bucks at the gift shop. So, oh really? So get your get your pennies ready. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I gave you my poster when uh from 194. Is that signed? It's not signed. Oh. No, no, sorry. Oh, holy just... shit! Now you got me really excited. But, but I did. No, get... I mean that was a really cool gift. I, I appreciate it. Uh But I not when cool enough was... to open and yeah, look you... at. Apparently, I opened and looked at it. Then how come the, you didn't know that it was? Well, it could be. It could be. You know, signatures can be small. I might. You know, <laughs> okay. I opened it and I saw that it was the poster. I know, I know. But anyways, I'm just. How else would I know what the fuck it was? I know what the poster, it's a poster was. Poster tube, I know. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah. So there's a ton of stuff going on in Boston. There's a ton of stuff going on in the world of uh, mixed martial arts. So we'll we'll run down uh, a few things. But obviously, yes. Yeah, start with McGregor Dos Anjos. Yes, First yes. time ever a reigning champion has taken his his belt and gun and fought the other champion. While they both still held it. Oh my God, it's so amazing. I, you know, I, I always thought that that was going to happen between Anderson Silva and Bones Jones. That was the fight that I was really excited to see and it never happened and it makes me sad still. Never happened, yeah. <laughs> uh, George St. Pierre, Anderson Silva never happened. Yeah, that one never happened either. Those were the, I mean, this is the first time, you know, so it's, it's groundbreaking on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and the planets have aligned, I think, you know, they're both finally at, at the, you know, fairly, I, I don't want to say top of the game, but McGregor is, is always improving. Dos Anjos, uh, he had a rough go of it in his early time in the UFC, but he's killing it lately. His last loss was against Khabib. No, no, yeah. And that I was a long wait time to ago. See that dude come back too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are both at the top of their game for sure. Uh, I mean, that's the, and there's heat. It's one of the many seeds that McGregor planted at, <laughs> at, at that Go Big press conference. Right. One of the arrows he fired was up at Dos Anjos. He yep, said, the red he's gonna, night. <laughs> he said it's, he's going to move up a division and for whoever fights him, it's red panty night. We're rich, baby. <laughs> We've done it. We got McGregor. 
So it's uh, and so he could have he could have used that. Yeah, he, uh, he because everyone is thinking about that. It was a huge pop culture sensation. There's people in Ireland. I looked into it. I'm like, oh, I kind of want a red panty night T-shirt. But some are better than others. They're all bootlegs. But yeah, yeah. we want to. But McGregor is not going in that di- direction. It's all in the past. He is always marching forward. That's al- right. Always doing something <laughs> yep. different. He's and, not going back to that well. He's gonna has he has something else to say that's equally as interesting and fun. Yeah, he, which is he posted it on Facebook. I'll, I'll read it. It's the official fight announcement posted on Conor McGregor's Facebook. Conor McGregor versus Rafael Dos Anjos for the UFC Lightweight World Championship, March 5th, MGM Grands, Las Vegas, live on pay-per-view. This McGregor Inc. executive business decision is brought to you by the king himself in association with EA Sports. McGregor is the game. Mr. McGregor, <laughs> Mr. McGregor would like to thank the fans and the media for their patience in this decision. Mr. McGregor was still busy counting the take from his last fight. He has chosen to dedicate this demolition job to the loyal people of Brazil and all the fans around the world who stay true to their roots and loyal to their land. Mr. McGregor has said that Rafael is a traitor to his people and vows to behead the American gringo, Rafael Dos Anjos, in the name of La Brasilia. (laughs) Viva La Brasil! See you all in Las Vegas, March 5th. The king returns. He's so brutal. (laughs) He's so brutal, man. He's so good. You know? There's never been a shit talker like him. You know? I mean, the, I would say there's never been a shit talk, there's never been a shit talk talker like him or a shit talk backer upper like him. Certainly not, right? Many have tried and yep. all have failed. But this is gonna be his biggest challenge though. Rafael's a big boy. He's really big. He's been on a tear. He's he, big for 155 and I think he's gonna, <laughs> I think he's gonna have his hands full. But yeah. I can't think of a more exciting fight. When I saw that uh, announcement, I really, I was like, dude, we gotta find our way to Las Vegas for that fight. <laughs> Cause that is gonna be a crazy, crazy fight. Yeah. Oh boy. Indeed. And let's, let's look up the Las Vegas fray. They were probably cheaper before it was, uh, announced that, oh, for that sure. it was happening. For sure. I'm sure. But, the... but I think that there's still gonna be a lot of Irish people there. People think, oh, he, they might not travel as well because they were out there in July. They were out there in December. But... I think there'd be just as many. I, I, there is, Ireland will be in France playing, uh, f- soccer, football over there. There's like a big European yeah. cup thing going on. But, but I McGregor's think. McGregor's bigger than any soccer player alive. Yeah. And in... there's people, there's people that are <laughs> going to go. <laughs> there's people that are go to every fight. And there's also people that haven't been to the first two. Maybe they couldn't do it in December because it was too close to Christmas. Yeah. Maybe they got some, some money for Christmas, but, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna be out there. I oh, yeah. sadly will not be, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll sell some sell some t-shirts and get there. Huh? <laughs> if you Amen. want a free t-shirt, transition little ad. <laughs> we're, we're making a handful of special t-shirts. So yeah, there's just gonna be a few of them to start off with. See if people dig them, and uh, you know, it's gonna be our the logo that you see that's on. Uh, if you go to iTunes or fans.fm and, uh, see our, our little, our little two-fisted wrapped, hand-wrapped logo, um, it's that minus all of the, uh, contact information. Uh, so You'll never find us. That's right. <laughs> uh, 
so it'll just be that, and then uh, yeah, we're just doing a small run of them, and we're gonna give some away, and hopefully oh. sell a few, and only available in size small. So if you right. want to buy one, get <laughs> yep, in you touch. have to shrink, get in shape. <laughs> if yeah. you want to buy one, get in shape. Start cutting weight. <laughs> Start cutting weight now. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing, uh, did we want to talk more about that? Oh, you know, we wanted to talk about the uh, the the co-main event as well, which is which is. Holly, uh, Holly Holm. Holm defending her title for the first time against Misha Tate. That's right. Perennial contender. And round so, trip, round trip, nonstop flight, Spirit Air, $247. That's pretty goddamn cheap, fella. <laughs> that's pretty dang cheap. And if we get our press credentials by then, oh, then it's just airfare. It's just airfare and hotel. So you never know what's going to happen around the bend. We might be making a lot of trips to Las Vegas. Yeah. In the near future. Uh, this is the day of. Maybe I should go in the day before. Oh, yeah. Well, so I, would, be, I thought be about tight. <laughs> going in the day of and then just flying back that night. That night? <laughs> 267. Okay. That's eh, not bad. Still not that bad. So, the, so that main and co-main event was uh, on one of the earlier podcasts. That's the main and co-main event that I predicted for UFC 200. That was what I thought was going to be the main co-main, uh, Dos Anjos versus McGregor and then Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Yes. Uh, Mystic I was, Nick. I was, I'm, I'm off just by a little. Mystic Nick. Except for when it comes to guessing, uh, decisions that are extremely close. Yeah. You know judges very well. <laughs> I got the judges nailed down. I go, it's a, it's a split decision for so and so, but it's going to be, uh, 30, 27 and then 229, 28s. <laughs> All right. Anyways. That's going to be what you're known for. Hey, that's going to be my thing, right? Remember that one time? You, <laughs> you correctly. Oh, no, I got to get it a few more times, and then uh, and then the uh, betting people will start giving me a call. Okay. Yeah. And, well, uh, and that'll gonna... be some weird uh, side bet that you can put on. You know, because there's a lot of side bets. You you can bet on you know who who's going to win in the fight, and then how they're going to win, and then what round they're going to win in, and then there's you could probably even bet on what minute of what round, and. Uh, you know, by submission, exactly what submission. You know, there's a lot of bets. I that don't you can, know that people bet that. <laughs> I think in, I think in Las, in Las Vegas, you can bet on anything, dude. Yeah, Seriously, but, anything. The fighting, I mean, I was at, I spent a lot of time at the MGM sports book when I was down there. Oh, I, did you? I, Do you I, bet sports at all? I bet when I would look, I, I, I don't to, bet at all sports. I, so I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I know very little about it except for that's, that's what I, I don't play cards. I've never been to Vegas before I went this time. And I didn't want to just play slots or anything. I thought, you know, I'm also kind of I'm a cheap. I guess that would be. I'm yeah, trying right. to be stingy with, with with my money. I got a limited budget, so I I did bet on two fights. I bet on McGregor, of course, and I also bet on Jeremy Stevens Max Holloway, which I lost. I only bet uh. that because it was the biggest payoff. It was oh right, one hundred a... to win two fifty or something. Yeah, yeah. So I I bet on that. Didn't win, but so you did know. you come close to getting even? Was it about a break even? Yeah, I ended up making money because I also bet on the Patriots. I'm a New Englander. Oh, okay. So I, I bet on the Patriots. You went the full. You went the full. I didn't go the full. full I, I bet on two things, <laughs> two different sports, three games. Although as I was leaving before I checked out. I went by the uh, sports book, and I I put money on Rafael dos Anjos to beat Cowboy Cerrone. Oh, so. right. But my buddy, who's going back to Vegas, um, because he uh, likes playing cards, uh, Sean Donovan. Shout out to Sean Donovan. Podcast. Is he a poker player? I didn't know that. No, no, he's blackjack. Oh, okay. He likes. Oh, to, yeah. to Count. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely <laughs> he's, he's can like, say that for him. Oh, yeah. He's like Michael Bisping, the Count. Yeah, that's right. That's what they call him, the Blackjack Land. But I told him, uh, you know, he was going to cash it in for me uh, upon his return, and I said, just. Just put it on McGregor for me again. Nice. Put it on again. I'm gonna use the money. Oh, so that... you gave him the card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a time limit? Is there like there a, is? There's a ninety it expire? day. No, ninety no, days. No, it didn't expire. I would have cashed that in before it expired. Oh. But you can do it by registered mail, even if you're not in Vegas. Oh, but okay. I thought since he's going back, he's a buddy. I trust yeah, him. Yeah, for you sure. Know, registered mail costs like six bucks. Fuck that. So you know. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so that's been the gambling section. That's right. I don't get, you know, I'm not much of a gambler, but I was like, all right, I'm in Vegas. I'm here for the fights. I'm going to gamble on the yeah. fights. This will sound I didn't stupid, go crazy. There's but... a t- I didn't go in the $10,000 minimum <laughs> lane or anything. Kona comes back. I'm a sports betting junkie. I just know, I know a lot of friends that have really gotten but they, you could Things even... have gone very poorly for them yeah. for betting. I don't bet sports but at all. It, I don't do, so, I guess people call me a gambler because I play cards now semi-professionally because I don't have as much time to do it, but I played professionally for quite a while and I went to, you know, I flew out to a lot of tournaments and whatever. So, uh, but people think, you know, people that don't play poker think of me as a gambler, but I'm not. I don't consider myself a gambler at all. I have an edge in playing poker against most people that I play with. And so, uh, in that respect, it's a game of skill, you know. Yeah. Gambling is a game of luck, um, where you can, you know, really minuscule edges that you can exploit. In poker, there's a lot much larger uh, edges that you can exploit in poker. So I don't, I don't play table games. I don't play craps, or I don't bet sports, and I don't, do, I don't do any of that other, you know. Uh, I don't do, I don't buy scratch tickets. Uh, you know, all that stuff uh, is not a part of my daily thing, so I don't consider myself a gambler. Whatever, shut up. Okay, you're Move, very moving defensive. On. Moving on. No, 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 no. You're uh, intelligently defending yourself. The only reason I brought it up is because you actually there weren't as many fight options uh, to bet on there. I mean, I guess I could have gone online, but at the sports books, they didn't even have like the full card. I think it started with uh, just the main card. I couldn't bet on uh, Uriah Faber and John. Um, Signs, you know, Frankie huh. signs. Was this at the MGM? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're weird. known for their sports book. I mean, there's. Yeah, yeah. Huge. I mean, there's a lot of sports books. You can go to a lot of different places in Vegas. I'm, you know, there's a lot of, if you go, if you go on like, I don't know if, is Bodog still a site or not? <laughs> but that was like a big betting, sports betting site, Bodog. If you go to some of the bigger sports betting sites, there is a lot of criteria that you can bet on online. So. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I just, anyways, I just thought it would be foolish <laughs> if you were like nobody's throwing down a hundred bucks on a Gamora in the second round, or you know, or right. like <laughs> a Twister or something, you know, like that. But saying like something like that with more obscure, it could be higher odds, you know. But it's impossible to handicap shit like that. So right. That's why. Um, well, know. that's weird that you couldn't uh, because they post the they post the uh, the. Um, what are it? What are those, the word that I'm looking for? The methods of defeat. No, no, no. The uh, the odds. Yeah, yeah. They post the odds. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they post the odds on uh, when you're watching the fights. They say who's I a know. favorite, who's not. So it's funny that you wouldn't be able to bet on somebody that the odds was posted on because they even the prelim fights they post. You know, this guy's a you know mm-hmm. plus one fifty, and this guy's a minus two hundred or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Get your shit together, MGM Grand. Maybe yeah. they'll do it in the new. Uh, arena the? that the UFC is de- debuting 2FC, ah, 2FC, 200 in. 
Oh, really? It's going to be 200 they're debuting? And how many seats is that again? Uh, I think it's 20,000. Right. So it's not way bigger. I think MGM is, what, 14 at most yeah. or something? But, you know. Well, that extra six thousand seats—that's a lot of—and they might have more like luxury suite. That because that's how a lot of these new places, at least in ballparks and football stadiums, that's how they make their real money with luxury suites, selling them to companies and stuff. Because that's, yeah. And it's so the UFC owns it. It's their it's their uh, event center. As I understand, yeah. And is it going to be is it going to be open for other things? They're going to have. I assume so. I assume that hockey games and basketball games or. Possibly you know. college foot, college sports and stuff. Yeah, huh. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm guessing that they they aren't just gonna keep it empty for like, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would be hard to <laughs> as much as they travel. You know, they're yeah. only doing. Oh, and, what's and the percentage of to... fights that they're having in Vegas these days? You know. Yeah, I mean they they're they're having a lot. So uh, also, um, wait, do we have anything more? I I completely derailed this. We, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely went off the rails. So we were talking, we talked about, uh, the McGregor Dos Anjos fight. We also want to talk about, uh, Nick Diaz. His suspension got, uh, lessened from five years to 18 months. So that's exciting. Yeah. Gonna it's also, back. yeah, it's also exciting for Henry Cejudo because he gets to drop his ban of Vegas. Oh, right. Oh, oh. <laughs> the great, the great Cejudo ban. Yes. Cejudo <laughs> standing alone behind Nick Diaz. Now, does that mean that, he can't fight in Vegas again until, until August, August 1st. That's right. That's right. Until August. Diaz? Until, until Diaz is, uh, unsuspended. Because Diaz's suspension uh, until then is still the same terms. It's just less. So in those terms are he can't corner Nate in that fight he won't get against Conor McGregor. And he also yeah. can't sit closer than the sixth row uh, at UFC events in Vegas, which that's I think a very is very strange is criteria. Funny. Yeah. That's a really strange. Well, because you watched, they don't. You they... watched the you watched the event today, the NSAC event. It was uh, yesterday. Yeah. 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 Oh, it, yesterday. It, it was um, not as brutally long as the last um, hearing that I watched. I've watched the last two, and it, it, it's essentially you're watching community access TV, you're right? But <laughs> starring the Nevada State Athletic Commission, <laughs> and occasionally Nate Diaz says Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment, you know, yeah. like, which is not even, which is another whole thing. But they, it, it was 45 minutes long, the whole thing. They barely even touched on it. They just approved the, uh, when they didn't go into details about what the settlement was, they did afterwards. After it concluded, they had a little media scrum. Yeah, yeah. And, and basically, yeah, he's eligible to fight. It went down from five years to 18 months. He's eligible to come back barring a positive marijuana free piss test result so he has to be out of competition he has to be like right now he has to he piss can clean be, no he can he, he can be tested anytime right now he's still under contract with the ufc oh so he's still subject to the usada's rules which is you're supposed to let them know where you are at all times if they need to find you because oh, they could come get you at 6 a.m unless you're Jose Aldo, and then you call the police on him because he doesn't have his uh, his papers. But uh, and, and then you, you spill, spill your urine when you're yeah, very slippery. Whoops! <laughs> so, leave it up. So, I'm not a professional athlete at all. I just whoops and daisy the pee pee everywhere. Right. So technically, you know, just like any other UFC fighter, you can test any time. But he has to pass a test in order to fight in Nevada again, and for them to lift that, you know, it's like it's like if you were on probation. 
you have to not get arrested until your probation is over. So USADA, so technically, USADA could show up at his house tomorrow morning. He could piss dirty, and then they could extend it back to five years again. Or no, no, I don't think th- that that will happen. But I'm saying he he is under contract as a UFC. Like he's oh. not suspended by the UFC, right? Like John Jones is or anything. So as far huh. as I know, I don't know uh, what his I don't know what the his the terms of his current deal are. I assume that he 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 still has more fights left. Otherwise, right, you right. Know, the UFC wouldn't, wouldn't even, they wouldn't be there, and them. they wouldn't <laughs> even be airing this on Fight Pass, right, which is right. how I watched it. Oh, okay. So, um, but the other thing, uh, as part of his thing, is it, he was supposed to be taxed or fined one hundred thousand. One hundred sixty-five thousand dollars, and, and they, they took sixty-five thousand off. It's still a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> still, still a lot of money. <laughs> you could have bought so much weed. Oh, with that. imagine how much weed you could have bought with that, Nick but, Diaz. <laughs> but instead, <laughs> he just thing. wanted to smoke it after a fight. But yeah. um, so that's the that's the deal oh, so with that's Nick, Nick Diaz. Diaz. And, so speaking of people getting popped for things. Uh, well, or flagged in this case, uh, right now, Yoel Romero just uh, was uh, announced that uh, he had been flagged for some type of. He was uh, notified he was by notified. USADA yeah. that he uh, failed the test, and they haven't put out the uh, official details of anything. It was an out of competition test, so it was, I guess, since it could have been since 194 hmm. that he tested. Um, the UFC, you know, they made a brief statement about it. Like they do anytime a fighter fucks up in the news. I mean, yeah. they even had to make a statement when people were protesting, uh, like the weigh-ins for UFC 188, um, John, no, 187, Johnson versus Cormier. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, the UFC official statement on Yoel Romero, who of course beat Jacare Souza in, uh, Always, there's always something a little controversial about him. He's a guy that tries He's, to get an listen, edge. Listen, he he tries to exploit little cheaty things, and he does a lot of little kind of little kind of cheaty things that you know, over time, kind of add up and paint a picture of a person at some point. You know, not getting off the stool against Tim Kennedy, refusing that game, that fight should have been called. Uh, that that still really bothers me. That fight should have been called. If you can't get up off your stool when the bell rings, you got a minute. That's it. When the minute comes up and you don't get up, the end. You're done. The end. You don't get a chance to sit there for another 40 seconds and then get up and then knock your, knock out your opponent. And then, you know, he's a notorious fence grabber, <laughs> you know, and a, and a, and a pants grabber, you know. He's, uh, you know, he just... And he dumped not, the water on himself? Yeah, dumped the water on himself. Yeah, so he, he gave himself extra time uh, in between rounds, you know, because there was water all over the floor, and they went, oh, now we got to clean all this up. So, you know, it's just, he's a very kind of cheaty guy, so it doesn't surprise me one bit that he got notified yeah. <laughs> uh, for some kind of banned substance. It doesn't, I mean, <laughs> just look at his physique. He's, there's not a more impressive physique in the UFC. That guy's got, he looks like. And he's 38 years old. If there was like an Adonis model, you know, they would do it like after that guy's, that guy's just, there's muscles on top of muscles and it's complete definition. That guy probably has like point four percent body fat it's incredible yeah so you know you look at him and he looks like somebody that would be on steroids um you know and it's not i never assumed that he was i never put the assumption there that he was because he's been competing for so long and never gotten any kind of he's uh, an olympian 
Yeah, he's an Olympian, you know. If uh, if he didn't get caught doing that there, you know. Um, so he's but it's not he's you out. Know, he's out of the title picture. We could assume for now he could be yeah. done with fighting. And it, so yeah, at thirty-eight, it could be you know if they come back and go, you're suspended for two years. You're not going to come back at, at forty years and old. He'll and he'll have to come back without the aid of you know potentially. We don't know what he. He, he was found with, but, you know, we're guessing it's performance enhancing. It's not blue boner pills. Right. So, um, but that, where does the, that leave the middleweight division? You know, who is Luke Rockholt going to be fighting against? Chris Weidman rematch? That doesn't appeal to me. Jacare rematch, you know? Yeah. I mean, Jacare, you know, he's, he's the guys are coming pop- off losses, you know, and, and I know it, it well, was I, like, I, I think it's probably going to be, uh, I think it's probably, you know, just again, it, you know, we've talked about this before, how there's a long, there's a long list of, re, of rematches between, you know, when there's a, a competitive fight, um, you know, when there's a, well. Was Weidman yeah. Rockhold yeah. competitive though? Yeah. Uh, he, Weidman got exposed. Yeah, he got, he looked he, like a broken person. He certainly did, but he was, he got some things off on Rockhold too, you know. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, did you watch the first <laughs> round and only the first round? Because that's really the only, t- you know, I'm just saying that does not appeal to me as a rematch right away. I think Weidman needs to, I think Weidman should fight Jacare. Mm, maybe, maybe the winner fight. of that goes up. Rockhold said he wants you know, to. Rockhold's f- calling out Belfort. That's what you were just going to say. Yeah. So he, he's calling out Belfort. And, and that's, that's not a, interesting that's either. Weird, yeah. It's not an interesting fight. That's a, it seems like a real safe fight for him you know he lost to him once but you know i don't that was belfort before you know he kind of before they got had more stringent testing and his physique has changed a lot since then if you look at him if you look at him you know uh when he was doing trt and look at him now his physique is completely different you know so sorry with the you knows. I know. I'm, gonna, I'm just I, gonna I, say I, you know, I know your eyeball said it to me, so no, I'm, no. I'm trying to trying to be more cognizant of it. It's okay. Um, so um, his, you know, his. <laughs> no, I do not know. <laughs> I do I not. I do I was, not know what was, is going on in the fucking middleweight division. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. It's a, it's 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 there's a lot there's a lot that could happen there though. Um, who knows. I don't know. You know? Who knows? <laughs> you think you know? <laughs> you think you, you know, but no who idea. knows? Uh, I think, I predict a rematch. I think that's gonna be a rematch, you know? He was undefeated. Weidman was an undefeated fighter going into that. You know? He was a dominant, dominant dude for a long time. I can't see him not getting an immediate rematch. Does he want one? Who knows? Maybe he needs some time. I know I, I was reading an article the other day that said he was happy that he lost. You know, he was happy that he lost. He, he, he feels like this is giving him a, 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 he feels like if he had won that fight, then he wouldn't be trying to work on the things that now he's trying to work on in order to become a better fighter. He would rest on his laurels and do the things that had already got him to where he was and not, uh, progressed as a fighter. And he feels like having this loss will, uh, will put him in a spot and has put him in a spot in his brain where he really wants to, work hard and get become a much better fighter and i think that story is going to be the catalyst to uh, promote that yeah. rematch of a fight that's i think that that's gonna that's gonna be the fight yeah that's a uh, that that is an interesting way to approach it because he did say 
on the MMA hour. He's glad he lost. Yeah, right. he's glad he lost. Okay, that's a totally different vibe uh, that you don't normally see in a, in a fighter. You know, he's he's happy that he learned something. You know, move on. So I think he's a pretty humble dude. I think that he's yeah. had to kind of fight to to get his name out there because he didn't feel like he was getting the re- recognition, and so he said a few kind of boisterous things. But before those two or three. Small, boisterous things he said. That guy's been a really humble dude. <laughs> you know, he's been a, he was a, he was a humble fighter up until, you know, beating yeah. him, beating Silva the second time and going, now what? Do you believe me now? <laughs> join the team. You join the team, right. So, so, you know, and it's only been a couple little lines like that that were, you know, where he said things that were, oh, that were boisterous. But other than that, it seems like he's a pretty down to earth dude. And so, being having a healthy uh self-awareness um and knowing that he it's time for him to really buckle down and change some things that's an interesting story to me and i want to see that fight again i think he could beat rockpold i thought he could beat him before i think he can beat him again <laughs> okay okay all right. Speaking of people that, um, moving on. Do, do you think, follow up question before, <laughs> before we leave, do, do you think that Weidman would write a poem about Luke Rockhold? <laughs> Speaking of poems because and getting fighters back in the ring. I think this is just a publicity <laughs> stunt. Oh, it, for sure. And this is all, okay. So BJ, if you don't know, BJ Penn has put it out there that he wants to fight Nick Lentz at UFC 197. Of course. Right. Cause it's that's going to be McGregor a giant, show. Right. Everybody wants to be on the McGregor show. If you, uh, you know, they all have back end deals with the amount of pay-per-views and the more pay-per-views you get, the more money you're going to get. And the bigger name you have on the pay-per-view, the more pay-per-views you're going to get. So yeah. it's all makes sense. You know, they, you yeah. want to be, you know, it's just like, it's just like people calling McGregor out all the time because they want to fight him because it's going to be a big, big payday. They want to be on that card because it's going to be a bigger payday for them. Oh yeah. So, and, for sure. And you want to fight in front of like a raucous crowd. Right. Right, for sure. UFC 194 was a rock concert. UFC yeah. 195, and let me amazing remind, card, but... Ugh. Let me remind our listeners, Matt Corner was at 194. Yeah. and But you could tell from watching the... T- you know, if you watch a video of 194 and a video of 195, it looks Two like different crowds. Completely. <laughs> two completely different things. Like two different sports almost. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like you were watching like the foosball championships and then you were watching, you know... You know what's like? Bullfighting. It's, it's like... <laughs> Professional wrestling in America, the crowd is crazy, they're making noise, they have signs doing chants. Professional wrestling in Europe, the, the, they're fanatical for the wrestling, but they're silent. They're Weird. watching attentively. Huh. It's creepy to watch these events. You're like, What's <laughs> that's wrong? what it was like at Pride. At Pride. Well, you know, yeah, when, if you the, watch the old the Pride thing. events, the Japanese they're are attention. they're paying attention to the fight. Nobody's booing. Nobody's there's no noise being made. Nobody's talking. Nobody's yelling yeah. at the fighters. It's dead silent, and you just hear the pitter patter on the on the on the canvas. You know, you hear that pitter patter, and then you hear the strikes land, and then you'll hear something from the corner, maybe, or you hear the ref say something. You know, hey, let's, you yeah. know, whatever. You'll hear it. Ooh, right. <laughs> yeah. But but it's dead silent in the arena. So yeah, I see what you're saying. For sure. Mm-hmm. But that's, but I'm just saying that's, people want to be in front of the crowd because that's why e- even fighters that aren't in the main event, they'll, they'll shout out to Ireland, so to speak. You yeah, know, yeah. They'll, they'll give it up for the crowd. You know, I, I was watching the, 
Um, and they want those fighters behind them because they're because the, if it gets the you get those fighters behind you on this fight, then then when you get on the next card that McGregor's on, and the the Irish fighters remember you, now they're there you're gonna have this giant faction of people cheering for you for yeah, sure. It's the same thing if you were gonna be fighting in Quebec or something where where the where the crowds are great, you know, like they love their their guys obviously, but if you're fighting someone that's not from Canada on there. You're gonna be grateful. I was watching Patrick Cote videos, and he he fought in Quebec before. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And you know the crowd was great there. And so I'm just saying it's not exclusive to the Irish fans. You know that that they're for sure. Yeah, they just they but, just are more. But fighters want to be in front of fans that care that that are loud and boisterous. Absolutely, as part of it. Matt McGregor money, but yeah, BJ so Penn, that fight doesn't. I see your expression on your face. You can't see it out there in podcast land. Your face expresses that my exact feelings are for the fight. I don't care. No, I don't care about that fight. It's just a pub. It's just what you said. It's a publicity stunt. Nick Lynch wrote a little silly poem about uh, BJ Penn. BJ Penn comes back with "Let's fight about it." You know, whatever. Uh, BJ Penn, Hall of Famer. Uh, two two division champion, but yeah. he is now in different at different times. Different times, and and, and now he he's almost come to the point where BJPen.com is just clickbait. Like he even went on UFC tonight, just wearing a big BJPen. It's exactly what it is, and it's just and taking I, I had memes. To stop, I had to stop following BJ Penn on Facebook because there was too much. There's just too garbage. much nonsense that he would, you know. And it's like, I don't know if you follow uh, Brandon Vera on Facebook either, but I had to stop following him too because it was just too much, you know. There's a website called NT, NT Sports or ENTI or N, ENT Imports. ENT Imports. And it's the, the site that Brandon Vera refers to, and there's a lot of fight information on it. But it's a terrible, terrible site because it's one of these sites that you click on it and then a banner comes up immediately. So you have to go back to your Facebook Watch and you have to click on, you have to click on the link again to finally get to it. And then when you click on the link, it doesn't show the whole thing. You have to press a button to expose the rest of the page. At which point, at which which point, another banner pops up. You have to go back into Facebook and then click on the link again. Now you're at the third I'm time. Tapping out. It's, yeah, I'm tapping. And, and then the 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 article's never on one page. It's on like three pages. It's a slide if, there's a, show. if they're if they're saying that there's a picture of something, there's two pages of something, and then the third page you click on, it shows you the picture that you want to see that they've alluded to the whole time. So. Fuck ENT imports is the whole point of that. I might be saying it wrong. It might be whatever. It might be, you're might you're be plugging ET, them too much for something you ETI don't want. UTI sports, but UTI sports, everybody. Yeah, urinary, urinary tract infection sports, but whatever it is, fuck those guys. All so right, that's all and, I had and, to say. And about so it. Speaking <laughs> of guys not currently fighting in the UFC, uh, CM Punk uh, is he's making his UFC debut. I think we've said this before. He's making his <laughs> UFC debut via video game. Yes, yeah. right. He's never fought in the UFC, but they're putting him in the video game. And this is the, the he, thing. He wanted to be on that video game because Conor McGregor's on that video game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, hey, to be fair, CM Punk does have the most video game experience of most UFC oh, fighters, yeah. Yeah. if you That's think about it. That's probably true. He's probably yeah, even more, on... Most current fighters, for sure. I think the last the last uh, UFC game that came out, I think a lot of the fighters that were on that game aren't fighting anymore. Yeah. Or are, or are nearing the end of their career, a la mm-hmm. Frank Mir and, you know... Hey, Frank what Mears headline in an Adelaide soon. Yeah, well, it's yeah. more Mark Hunt, but yeah. yeah. So CM Punk, <laughs> and it's funny, 
fans were up in arm tweeting at him because in the game, which hasn't even been released yet, doesn't come out till March, he has a fighter rating of 85 out of 100. Better, which is higher than most of the, most of the UFC roster. He's better at most of the roster at being in video games. <laughs> Like I said. That's so. right. That's why it's, that's why his rating is yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, he's got finishing moves, you know. He did the, <laughs> the Gamora, uh, yeah, to God. the Undertaker once. So he, uh, he's, uh, hey, he's undefeated, undefeated CM Punk. He is. You he can't is say that about undefeated. Chris Weidman anymore. <laughs> uh, so All right. that, and, and now as we say, he's a UFC contracted fighter. I stand by my prediction that he will be fighting at UFC 199 in the co-main event. Hmm. To Joanna Yinjacek. He's gonna uh, fight your Joanna Yinjacek. No, no, he's, he's co- that's co- my, I, th- uh, I, my, all right. Uh, I think you lose that fight. Um, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> it's no Tank Abbott, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sandwich on a pole <laughs> match, but, um, you wanted to pick up on something that you had mentioned, uh, Previously in the podcast, we talked about Metamorris, and there's a Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, before that, so before oh. Metamorris, I did want to talk about, there's a couple things I want to talk about that, to touch on. The last, uh, the 2.5, the little uh, behind the scenes one that we just released last night or tonight or whatever. The road last show. Night, this morning. In this the morning, past, whatever. prior to right. this Prior episode. to the night, we released the 2.5, the behind the scenes for CES MMA 32. And we talked about a lot of things, and we were talking about uh, walkout songs. You asked my favorite one, and I said I really like that uh, um, that uh, 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 Waller had come out to Sam and Dave. Uh, and then I was thinking about it more, and I can't uh, I, I can't think of a more appropriate one than Bad Reputation. You know, I think yes, I think I Ronda Rousey Bad Reputation is probably my favorite walkout song. And you know that was her second choice. Oh, it was. Yeah. Was it? Well, her first it was a punk song called "Sex and Violence." Huh. Well, they, that's a punk song. Where they just I mean, yeah, yeah, no, but a, but a, but a, I mean like, you know, th- th- that was pre-punk, I would yeah. say. But yeah. it had that that punk attitude, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Uh, sex anyway, and violence sex by who? And violence by the Exploited. Oh, weird. Yeah. So if you watch yeah. some of her um, Strike Force. She comes out to sex oh, and violence. Oh, okay. Yeah. But bad reputation is not, that doesn't. Sex and violence just you... says sex and violence over and over again, which is <laughs> kind of cool. Out, what is she gonna do? She come out and, and give some, put somebody in an arm bar and then eat their pussy? She fucks What's them she up. Just... That's what she does. <laughs> she fucks them and she then fucks their, them up. She puts their arm between her leg and she fucking makes money. That's yeah. what, okay, think perfect. about it. I don't know uh, if elbow humping is popular in the lesbian community, but I'm gonna <laughs> suggest it. She is a it. notorious elbow humper. Yeah, There's an elbow humper from way back. Yeah, so what I if she? To... What if she did that? She didn't let. She didn't let go of the hold until she came. What if they did? <laughs> right. That? She, well, well, don't no, touch she me, did, John McCarthy. She didn't, right. She didn't. Uh, she didn't fully extend the arm bar enough to to warrant a tap. She would just let it. All right, whatever. Okay. Never right. mind. Moving on. We're, we're fantasy uh, booking. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. We're over here. Uh, right, whatever. But, okay, so I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about walkout music, and I completely forgot it's about too it. Late. But uh, well, I wanted to touch on it again because it's a really funny story. But I already knew. Uh, uh, which, which you, uh, we, I asked you before if you had heard about this, but so Rory McDonald, uh, there was a period of time. <laughs> In Roy McDonald's UFC career, and I think it spanned about four or five events, where um, the producer of the whatever events uh, they had would text Rory McDonald and ask him what song he would want for his walkout song, and then Rory supposedly Rory would text him back the song that he wanted. 
But what happened was there was like four, four oh, or five okay. events where Rory McDonald had changed his phone number. I heard about. And this. then he yeah. started getting shit. He was getting. He was like he was coming out to some weird songs, and he started like even like Joe Rogan was, was like, "What a weird fucking song this is." <laughs> and then and then uh, and then Rory McDonald had confronted the producer. He's like, "Why do you keep bringing me out to these weird songs?" And the producer was like, "No, that's you, you told, told me. me to do this song." And he's like, "No, I didn't." So the producer showed him the text and he goes, dude, that's my old phone number. So the producer called the dude and the dude was like, yeah, just a fan. I'm just a fan. I thought it was really cool that I was able to, I, I want to get that dude on the podcast. Well, and I want to find out who that dude is and I want to get him on the podcast because what a, what a, you're the only one that knows it. Do you I mean, think, maybe do you, you share it, it with your friends, you know, maybe you tell your buddies about it, like, dude, I'm, but you'd think it would get back somehow. Somebody would find out about it before the two people that are most closely related to it, Rory McDonald and the producer, found out about it, you know? So he may, I, I think he Rory just, McDonald doesn't give a shit, <laughs> you know? No, like, he doesn't, in the end, he doesn't really care. He's, you know, he he's seems a like the most fake, focused guy. He just wants yeah. to fight. He, he just care. wants to fight. That's why he, that's why he never really, you know, but they just happened to be in a room together and he, he said to the producer, like, dude, what's the deal with, do you think you know, that that guy who had his phone number was just, Making a killing at the Las Vegas sports book. <laughs> they were betting on what songs he would come out to. <laughs> That's gotta be a bet somewhere. It's gotta, no, it's gotta, no. no way. There's too many No, there's no songs. bet. There's no, well, there's no, there's too many ways to find out. Yeah. There's too many ways to find out. If you're a, if you're, if you're anybody that works in the camp, you know what the fights are. You can't, yeah, you can't, it's, it's not it's like a they're, predetermined thing. You can't bet on that. It's not like they're taking their iPod and putting it on a shuffle. Right. Come on. Uh, so yeah, so I just wanted to cover that. And the other thing I wanted to cover is, uh, so on that, on that 2.5, we were, we we're talking a little bit about Metamorris. You know, I made a, a couple of kind of shitty remarks about Halleck Gracie, um, based on some things that I know about him that he, that he did specifically. Um, you know, I, I know that he didn't pay a lot of the fighters at the last couple Metamorris events. I know that there's fighters that still haven't been paid. Joe Lozon hasn't been paid yet. Um, I know that he actively sought to steal fighters from the Eddie Bravo Invitational, um, and uh, you know, so I, 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 I said know. some, I said some kind of shitty things about him, and I, and I, uh, you know, I, I was on, I'm, I'm uh, connected to Keenan Cornelius on Facebook too, and he posted this today, and I just wanted to read it to give a different perspective. So that's my perspective, but it's only. From what I know about hearing about him, and then uh, you know Keenan Keenan Cornelius, who's worked know. with him a lot and done Metamorris a lot, and knows Halleck Gracie personally, put this post up, and I just wanted to read it to give a different perspective. And uh, is there a picture of Halleck Gracie's head superimposed on Uncle Sam giving a thumbs up? Uh, no, there's not. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I thought uh, if we were both reading from things from the internet that they should at least both have some MS Paint gold uh, on there. <laughs> so, all right. So here's uh, here's Keenan Cornelius's post on Facebook earlier today, uh, and it goes like this: It's easy to look at the Metamora situation from the outside, point fingers at Hallett Gracie as a company. They tried to make a business that would represent BJJ to the world beyond the direct view of the practitioners. And to a large extent, they succeeded uh, bringing in an audience of people that would never step foot in the Long Beach Pyramid to watch the Worlds or any other non-paying event. 
As an athlete that competed in Metamorphs event four times, I had more engagement with the management than most. And I can speak from personal experience that when Metamorphs had the capital to pay their athletes, they paid them well. Actually, more than double what other super fight organizations were paying. And not because they could afford it, but because they believed in jiu-jitsu fighters as professionals that deserve to get paid for their time on the match training and not just for their time fighting in the venue. Unfortunately, the greater BJJ audience doesn't watch BJJ as a pastime and is especially unaccustomed to paying to watching grappling matches. Yet they kept going with their dream of creating a grappling event that could rival the UFC and continued putting greater and greater amounts of money into the best production value of any grappling event to do so yet. Metamorphs 1 through 5 paid all their athletes in a timely manner. So when Halleck told me he couldn't afford my payment for Metamorphs 6, I knew it was, I knew something wasn't right. Uh, the generosity he and the benefactors of Metamorphs showed the athletes from those original five events is not lost on me. And when I heard that they couldn't afford the payments for the athletes for the most recent events, I didn't see a business trying to swindle the athletes, but a group of dedicated people struggling to make a great event to the pre- to represent jiu-jitsu and grappling on a world stage. We shouldn't be on a witch hunt for Halleck. He is someone who took a tremendous risk to follow a dream, and it didn't work out. That is something to be applauded, patronized, and not villainized. I have fought for many events, but never for a group that put such a high value on its fighters. I know that Metamorphs didn't do this out of choice, but out of inability. And as practitioners of the sport, they they have shown such value towards... Uh, we should return that value with industry support, not ridicule. Not ridicule. So that's the, the mouthful. As I had a lot to say about it. So I just wanted to offer a different perspective on it, off of my just you know my kind of axe wielding, just you know, you know, caveman shitting on Halleck Gracie, and wanted to give a more eloquent uh, view from someone who is much closer to it. So there's that. Uh, the devil's advocate side of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's all. But so, it, speaking of um, people not being accustomed to to paying for uh, jujitsu, as we transition now into the Boston card. So there's a. If you're listening to this prior to Friday, there's a bunch of things going on that are happening around the UFC gym, which is near downtown Boston. Yeah. And I'm gonna get this one out. I'm gonna get this one out fast because we're covering it this weekend, cool. and we're gonna be doing a lot. So I'm gonna get this one out. I'll have it out tonight. So cool. Uh, so Friday is the open workouts at UFC gym, open to the public. Yep, and, yep. and Saturday, 4 p.m. at the Wang Theater in the downtown, right by the Wilbur, is uh, the weigh-ins, of course. Wanging it. Wang Center weigh-ins. The Wang-In. And unofficially... At the Wang-Ins. We're going to the Wang-Ins. Wang-In. Are the Wayans brothers going to be there? The the Wayans brothers <laughs> will be next door at oh, wow. uh, In Living Color. Is, is live at the Wilbur Theater. Now, Joe Lozon is hanging out watching the Patriots game with fans after that playoff football. And then Sunday, they're, they're actually... You can watch grappling and they're going to have some... Uh, BJJ bouts? You don't call them bouts. You call them, uh, uh matches. Matches. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna have tournaments from one to five. So if you're coming in to the fights early, you could stop by there. It's oh, free. Is it gonna be they're a grappler's quest? Is that the event? There's gonna be a bunch of different stuff. I think there's even gonna be seminars and, and stuff, but they uh, said you can watch people compete. Yeah, I in think the matches BJJ. are gonna be under done, done under one banner. I, the one they've traditionally done, uh, before, 
Uh, have you been events. to events like this at the at the gym? No, I haven't, but I know of them. And the the one the events they've had uh, traditionally before UFC events were were under a banner called Grappler's Quest. So I don't know if they're still doing that. There's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, Nega is really big. I mean, it's giant right now. It's probably Nega and the IBJJ are the two biggest kind of jujitsu organizations or grappling organizations that there are right now. Um, so I would venture to say it's probably under the banner of one of those three, but I probably grapplers quest cause that's the one that they've done it under in the past. Um, so there's a lot of events that you can go to and the, so those, uh, those events are free. Yeah, those are all free. I think you have to RSVP, but if you go to the UFC gyms, Facebook page, um, there's a lot of ads for it and they're there it's at the gym yeah it's, where the, it's at the gym itself the wang theater one is also free and open to the public beautiful and uh, uh just walk in and you uh do you know any of the names of any of the the fighters that are going to be grappling i don't know any of those i don't know if they're they're posted on the ufc site but okay. now when they say that people are not usually accustomed to watching grappling okay like and and jujitsu does that mean that they're at like high school gyms and stuff and they're sort of yeah. open to the public yes. because of that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's not much of a spectator sport, even when you go to, you know, a lot of these you events. You need to be close in and see some of the holds, right? If they're, if they're, if they're not being broadcast by a camera. Well, what's happening screen. at, when you're going to an event, there's like, 20 matches going on at once. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're, you have to pick and choose which, you know, which you're gonna look Which you're gonna go see. So it's not, in that respect, it's tough for it to be a spectator sport because there's so much going on at the same time. So you have to go, you know, so when, you know, if I go with my team, I'm following around whatever, whoever, whatever team like fighter is gonna be out there fighting. We go and we corner that fighter and, you know, we go and support him and, you know, or screaming and yelling on the sidelines and, (laughs) whatever uh when i've gone before and i'm not with my team i'm still you know if they're none of my team are competing i'm still i'm trying to keep track of who you know what fighters i recognize or know and you know i mean that's a what little more that's a little more you no know. <laughs> that's a little more tedious thing you know you don't have uh um uh, uh set schedule of things you right it's not like out a, what's going on so it's not it's like a musical festival uh, stage one you know right. and they blue belts and, and you, right and usually on those things you're not you're not getting the really high level fights until you're getting to the brown and the black belts and then they use usually like one super fight so it's it, to have i would be interested to go now not now that i hear it's it's a yeah. hard sport to to, to check out well, not that I'll, i I'll, not that i've seen posters and like blown it off because if it's something that's a non-ticketed event it's mostly f- people that are in the schools and right the people, well you still have to pay teams. to get in though that's the thing so that's you have why to pay to compete right? yeah yeah so um but the general public doesn't have to right yeah. so um I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted if there's yeah. an event that I'm going to go to. Sure. I, you know, I know a lot of my, a lot of the guys at my school compete. I, you know, and I mean, I like to, whenever there's, if, if there's something on the local level, you know, it's check out the site or maybe we'll make mention of it on the podcast or something if it's for people that are worth checking out. Hey, can I give a quick before we get into the Boston card? Uh, we were just talking off air about, uh, Instagram, which of course we're on at MMAniacs. Yes, just yes. MMAniacs. It's the one that wasn't taken. Alright. But we have a fan that wants a shout out, so I, I put it in there. Shout out to Eli Roberts. What's up, Eli? Eli, uh, takes photos of 
events at UFC. I mean, he takes photos of UFC events. And fittingly, his Instagram name is UFC underscore events underscore picks. Two underscores, kind of the kiss of death in handle terms. <laughs> but uh, he has some good ones. So you could follow us on uh, Instagram. We'll like or try to share some of his. But shout out to Eli. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Eli. Thanks for following. But this weekend, it's all about, I'm very excited, not just because I live in the city <laughs> that the UFC is coming to, but. Uh, excited that we're going. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited that we're going. I'm excited that this is my first time as a full-fledged MMA fan that it's in my city. So I'm, I'm feeling cool. Like I want to show people that I'm friends with on fight club message boards around, like people that I'm going to meet at the weigh-ins, you know, go get a, burrito or something <laughs> like, hey i i know the best place don't go there hey i know i'm from around here i don't know why i'm talking in an italian accent but uh hey well you are talking about burritos so. Pesa, yeah <laughs> that's true let me get a cannoli burrito <laughs> with extra ravioli sauce yeah extra ravioli sauce just wrap it all up in spaghetti put it inside of a tortilla huh Delicious. I just hope ravioli sauce catches on somehow. <laughs> Hashtag ravioli sauce. Yeah, Nick. Maniacs. Nick and Matt's Maniacs <laughs> ravioli sauce. It's just marinara sauce, but we prefer that you use it for ravioli. Yeah, that's all you can use it for. Sorry. Yeah, no uh, rigatoni, no uh Oh, rigatoni, no bologna, spaghetti. <laughs> All right, so let's talk. We're going to talk about the card a little bit. We're going to go through uh, the prelims, just cover them kind of briefly. Yeah, um, I, wa- I watched a bunch. I was doing some dog sitting today at my mother's house, hanging out with a couple of pugs, and I, I watched a-, a few of the undercard guys who I had not seen fight yet, so I'd be a little bit more familiar. I didn't have time to watch it all, so I might not have that much to add to it. But all right. re- read through them. I'm, a- I'm very excited. Uh, for the full card. I think there's some good stuff. Uh, I in think there. it's a really good card. I mean, on and paper, it looks like a better card than 195. <laughs> on paper, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of good fights. There's a lot of, there's a lot of exciting fighters on this card. So I think it's going to be a good time. I think we're going to have a good time. Right. And there's, and we might still be covering it in official press capacity. We haven't heard bad from the UFC. We've done all of our, We've done all of our uh, due diligence to get our credentials uh, for the UFC, so we're just waiting to hear back if it's. I'm it gonna... may be too late. It's probably too late, but uh, you never know. You never know. They might go, "Hey, you know what? There's still room at the end of this table, and we'd ha- rather have people covering it than not covering it." So, yeah. come on down. You know, we'll stay. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> we won't know until they find out. Go right. with the first. What's the first matchup? I I don't know either of these guys, but. Uh, There's five ahead. things on pre UFC Fight Pass, so that's pretty good for the. To, it's really nice for fight, yeah, Fight Pass subscribers. You know, they have a lot, lot to, uh, lot to choose from there. You know, the 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 F the Fox Sports One prelims and the main event are both only four fights each. So the fact that the uh, Fight Pass prelim folks get five fights, then. Uh, that's a that's a nice little present from them, which is what you and I would be watching it because we're both subscribers. Uh, if we weren't going to the fight, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll be tough. there bright and early though. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna come and and go to the. Uh, I th- we're both gonna be there early. We're gonna be there at one at the UFC gym. We're gonna go watch the uh, the grappling matches and. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get some sound bites from people and might get to talk to a couple of po- yeah. folks here and there. We'll and definitely hear from some. We may not be the official. We're not going to be cage side. You're not going to be seeing us there, but 
I'm gonna go to the events. I'm bringing my little flip camera. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll some, some we'll get some we'll get some we'll talk to some folks. We'll have some. I think at the, by the end PJ of the weekend. Dillashaw, if he was a snake, what kind of snake would he be? <laughs> In the grass? No. Oh, yeah, you know what I thought of today? I came up with a good question. It could be like our kind of. Uh, you know how uh, uh, inside the actor studio he has that like questionnaire at the end. We could just have one question that would be uh, like our question. But I thought it would. This would be a good one today. We could ask if we get people on the air. Um, if you could say anything to anybody that's involved in mixed martial arts, whether it's somebody that you know or you don't know, uh, somebody that's alive, somebody that is no longer here. Um, if you could say one thing to anybody involved in mixed martial arts, who would that person be? What would you say to them? It could be, you know, if we're talking to Dan Hannerson, it could be a shout. I just wanted to say hi to Randy Couture. He's my old training partner and I miss him and I haven't seen him in five years and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Or it could be something more topical or more closely related. It could be, uh, somebody like, uh, you know, Conor McGregor saying something shitty to whoever he's fighting next. <laughs> you know? Uh, but, uh, no, I don't that, know. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> Not that we're not that we're anywhere near ready to talk to any of these people. I don't yet. think Conor McGregor will be at UFC Boston. I'm just putting it. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about in general, in the future, when we get people on the podcast and talk to them oh, about okay. it. It yeah, could yeah. be a fun question that we could pose to them. That it could be our little question, our little, our little thing. That's our little <laughs> little thing that we do. Our little question that we make. All right, that could be your that's little. All. It could be my. <laughs> I'm going to ask them what kind of snake they are. <laughs> All right. That is a more impressive question for sure. If I could talk to anyone, I would say, uh, Matt Hughes, I'm not perf- impressed with your performance. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I don't know, man. If you could do a what, what if you had a one question interview with any, how about we'll do present day UFC roster? Yeah. And that includes, your boy and Anderson Silva. If you could ask a one question to any fighter on the roster, what question would it, would it be? You're saying that as a question, or are you asking I'm me? I'm asking. I'm asking you, and I, and I know that oh. it's hard at the drop of a hat. But uh, but if there's something that wow. you always wanted to know, and you know, it, it wasn't, hey, Travis Brown, what what do you? <laughs> how's your love What's life? What's exactly? Tell me exactly what Ronda Rousey is like yeah. in bed. Uh, does she snore? Does she, <laughs> does she eat crackers? No, no. Does she like to hump your elbow a lot? <laughs> That's just a girl's she, thing. Is she just always humping her elbow? Um, oh man, I don't know. Whatever, we'll get back to uh, it. If you think yeah, something next think time. About it. Let but me hey, think we'll, about it. we'll put that out there. If, you, if you're a, a, a listener, at, leave that as a comment. Or on and in, in the iTunes yeah, has that's a, a review. good idea. Yeah. iTunes has a review a, section. Yeah, if you yeah. leave your thing and we'll read them when we get enough of them, we'll yes. do we'll do a little fan segment. I like this a lot. If you could ask one question to, to any of uh, the present UFC fighters, what would it be? And someday we'd be able to implement actually implement these. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Right now it's to. just speculative and it's just fun, something to do, uh, something to uh, for us to have fun with. Yeah, but at some point we might be able to go. You know, what would you like to, we might go, hey, next week we have, we could say that we have a, we have Travis a Brown question. on the air. What would you like to ask Travis Brown when he's on the air? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, but for now, while we don't, this would be fun. Yeah. Any it's- MMA fighter or MMA personality it could be, what would you like to ask Joe Rogan or Dana White or Jeff Blatnick or, uh, you know, Horian Gracie or, uh, 
Art Simmis or whoever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I got nothing for Art Simmis. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So let's. Uh, we can blow past a few of these cards. If, you lo- if you're looking them. at the card, typically, if on the UFC website, or the homepage, if you see a silhouette of a fighter, it's probably not as noticeable or notable uh, of a fight. It's probably a short, uh, short notice guy replacement but one of your you know a guy we could just we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll read what we'll, the first we'll, fight we'll, is we'll read them we're not we don't have to necessarily comment right. on each of them but we Let's can at least started. read them off Let's um, get it going so uh Francimar Barossa versus Elvis Mutopsic um and what weight class is that uh middleweight well, it's 185 tilt okay oh finally some middleweights well 185 tilt and uh we're not. We don't need to talk about each one of them. I got. I got nothing for that one. I know a lot of them. You know Joey Gomez, who's in the second fight. Yep. So the second fight, uh, Joey Gomez, which is a late replacement for somebody. Uh, he's fighting Rob Font, but Joey, uh, 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 he's trains at my school where I train at uh, Team Link and Hookset. Um, that dude is a hard working dude. He is bust his butt. Um, you know. We don't uh, we don't necessarily cross paths all the time, but the times that I've seen him train, that dude is on it, and uh, he is he he's going to come prepared and he's going to come ready. And he was already in camp. He was supposed to fight. Uh, he was scheduled to fight last weekend at CES MMA 32, and he got he, he got passed that fight up because he got the call for the UFC, and you can't miss that one. He's six and zero, oh, and he has won all of six by knockout. <laughs> so. This is going to be a tough fight for Rob Font, and I, and I, I think Rob's great, but you know, I, I, of course, I'm biased because he's my teammate. But I think Joey <laughs> so you Gomez. Can't even, is, you I think it's going to be pick. a seven and zero. Oh, uh, uh, he's going to be seven and zero oh with seven knockouts at the end of this fight. You know, but who knows? It's I don't the know. Bright lights, <laughs> you motherfucker! It's the bright lights. It's the big show. How does that come into play when it's your first fight? It's the nerves are high. You want to put on a good performance because it's your first time. I think that that when you come in as a short notice fight, I think that they give you a little bit of leeway because they know that you haven't been preparing to be on the big show. And, you know, so so coming in, uh, having it be his first fight, if he does lose it, you know, I think they'll they they give uh they give you a little bit of leeway as a fighter. That's oh, just yeah. my assumption. That's just my assumption. I would, I would. You want to make you want to make the best first impression, of right? Course. You want to make the best first impression. So who knows how much that comes into play when he gets in the ring? But if the dude shows up, that's been in the last six fights, you know. And then he had he had something in the neighborhood of thirteen amateur fights before he went pro, and he went something like I think it was ten and three in amateur fights. Um, you know, and I think those three were kind of early on in his in his fight career. So, I mean, I got I got Joey Gomez, and I think he's gonna I think he's gonna make a stink in the UFC, and I think people are gonna be paying attention to him real yeah. real soon. But someone that went through a very similar thing, fighting in front of their hometown, uh, UFC Fox. I I rewatched the UFC debut of fellow uh, New Englander Rob Font. Oh yeah, who he's going up against, yep. and he had a tremendous knockout of George Roop in that, yeah, yeah. in which he was a big time underdog. So, and he I, was he was a pizza. You know the whole story. He was a pizza boy. Rob Font was a pizza boy, and he he like delivered pizza one day to these guys. They were rolling in their garage, and he was like, "What are you guys doing?" 
And they're like, oh, we're doing jujitsu. You come back, come back. You know, he stayed and watched it for a while. And then he came back later and he trained with them. And then that was, you know, that was how he started getting involved in, in mixed martial arts. He started doing jujitsu with a couple of guys that were, you know, training in their garage and rolling around in geese. He had no idea about it. So that's an interesting story. And it's, you know, uh, uh, that, now that fight know. against Roop was pretty, yeah, pretty heavy. Absolutely. And, and did you know that geese are great? If you don't have a, a bag to keep your pizza warm. That's right. Yeah, good pizza warm. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the next on the card, Charles Rosa against Augusto Mendez. Augusto Mendez is a, not only a late replacement, he's like the second or third late replacement Rosa has had in this fight. He's had a roller coaster ride going into this. And event. Rosa's last fight was a split decision loss to what could be one of the new golden boys. He may take over the featherweight division after Conor McGregor leaves it full-time, but Yair Rodriguez, who uh, Rosa fought quite well at UFC 188, which was down in Mexico, could have been biased judges, but uh, very close fight, and he's a, he's a skilled and, and, and dangerous fighter, so I'm, I'm very uh, excited to look to... Yeah, I think we need to watch that fight again. Uh, I feel I, I am having, I don't remember the fight that much, but I am having a deja vu of being mad at judges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, this one, fight. I wasn't so, mad because Rodriguez is definitely really good, but it, it was any split decision. It's going to be controversial yeah. in any way. And Rodriguez's nickname is Pantera. Which, uh, if, you're, if you're a metal fan, you know, he doesn't, he didn't come out to walk, but, uh, that's it. You talking to me? <laughs> Are you talking to me? We're gonna have to edit this out because I don't think we have a legal. Uh, who knows? Nobody cares. No, Nobody's... you're you're way too paranoid about that. I wanted to put in a clip of Don Dominic Cruz so it wasn't just me reading it. Oh you know, right, like, I right. don't know. It might. We're promoting nobody the fight. Cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. Yeah, nobody up that up the ladder that high is listening enough right now to have any concerns. And so, just to right. prove that, at the end, we're gonna play an entire Rolling Stones album. Right. So come sue us. <laughs> <laughs> Come sue us, dummies. I know nothing about uh, this. What's the next fight? It's I don't in the know light. Augusto Mendes at all. Uh, all right. So then uh, Sean O'Connell and Alir Latifi. And this is light uh, heavyweight. Yep, light heavyweight. Um, that should that looks like it's going to be a good fight. Uh, Tim Bosch and Ed Herman. Um, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Bosch is from Maine. I think you're yeah. skipping around a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, well, it was on my phone here. It's. Uh, I had Sean O'Connor and Lear Latifi before Charles Rosa and okay. Augusto Mendez. So I don't know if it's... Well, a, I'm going in a, order, but should have it on... The, I, get, I get the fight. There's, there are arrows you can click to get to the next... If we're on the, the UFC fight. There we go. The next is the main event of the fight card prelims, the fight pass prelims, and it's uh, Paul Felder, he of the sp- phenomenal f- spinning back fist knockouts... Uh, against Darren Cruikshank. Felder has lost his... No, just to be clear, he didn't have a... He didn't knock out Cruikshank with the spinning. No, no, no. I'm yeah. saying... No, just the way you said it, it uh, sounded like he had a... He's fighting Cruikshank in this event. For the first time, right. yes. For the first time. Uh, but he did have an impressive swimming fact, back fist knockout of... Uh, who was it? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. He, what do you he, want us to be? Professional? Hey, Professional... Whatever. Okay, this is a fan podcast. I'm not <laughs> professionally breaking down anything. I'm right. trying to learn as much as I can. And all I know that Paul Felder lost his last two fights. Uh, one was 
Barbosa, uh, which was very close, and then um, that was his first ever loss. And then most recently against the guy who's a little further up on the card, uh, Ross Pearson, by split decision. I believe that fight was in Scotland. A good one, but great. That's a great. That was a great fight. But great I didn't. I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't watch anything on Krushank. Do you know much about Young Darren? Uh, I. Yeah, you're putting me on the spot. No, no, no I don't mean to. I mean, I. I, I, I used seen to all his fights. I just. You know what happens is that you see so many of them, and they. A lot of them melt together. So if you don't do research beforehand and go and and yeah. re and kind of re uh, refresh re, the batteries, re rejuvenate uh, or re uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Re- uh, rehydrate that part of your brain where that fight lies, and you go, "Oh yeah." Well, unfortunately, uh, USADA tests us too, Nick. So we can't right. we can't take our V's to rehydrate. That's so. right. So he's coming off two losses. Crookshank's coming off two losses. James Krause and you're missing Benil the microphone. <laughs> coming off two losses to James Krause and Benil Dariush. Uh, both both rear naked chokes, uh, and then a no contest to KJ Noons, uh, accidental eye poke. Um, That's never fun. I've seen uh, I've seen that happen eleven seconds in, into a fight, and yep. it's terrible for everyone. And then. Uh, a win against uh, Anthony Enjikwani, uh, which was a decision, and then a loss to Jorge Masvidal, which was also a decision. So his last one, two, three, four, five fights, three losses, and one no contest and one win. So one win out of the last five fights for Crookshank. So he's kind of could be somebody who might be uh, on the chopping block in this fight. This might be a fight that kind of requires him to, to step right up, you know. Okay, um, moving on to the next card in the featherweight division. Luke Saunders, uh, the second to last silhouette of the night against <laughs> Maximo Blanco, who is a very exciting fighter and not afraid to throw, just to stand in the pocket, take damage, and, and throw. And I think it should be exciting. Any fight that Maximo Blanco is in, is exciting. So, uh, and this is uh, and Luke Saunders is ten and zero. Um, and this is this his first. Is this is UFC debut, I believe. I believe this is his UFC debut. Um, yeah, I believe so too. Otherwise, they would have had a file photo on him. Right. Yeah. Right. They would have had a file photo on him. So, uh, he's but he is undefeated at ten and zero. Um, So Moment of silence for yeah, everyone that he's defeated. <laughs> oh, cool. That's cool. We I don't have that much to break. We we can go keep going through the card. Also on Fox Sports One, this one I am very much looking forward to because I was a fan of uh, this. The next guy making his UFC debut. He was a cast member on Team McGregor in the most recent uh, season of Tough, and that's Mehdi Baghdad, who actually defeated Artem. In, to get into right, the house right. initially, and of course he was brought back the next week. W- one fighter for each team was, but uh, Medi Baghdad making the last minute replacement uh, to go up against Chris Wade, uh, who's and a real some, tough guy in the lightweight division. Is this Medi's debut in the UFC? Yep. 
Yeah, he was not on the Ultimate Fighter undercard right, for right. the finale, so this is it. This is this is his first. All right. First fight. Chris Wade. Uh, I'm trying to remember who he fought. I watched a, a, a million fights today, but but he's good. He can hold, he could throw it down, and uh, yeah, hopefully they'll do some exciting things for the lightweight stuck in the mud division. Yeah, that's to say. And so, uh, so now, so now we'll move on to this is gonna this is gonna be the main event of the Fox Sports one. No, Bo Sherman. <laughs> what is it? Bo, oh, Bo Sherman is uh, the next I'm one. Out of, I'm out. Of, I'm going out of. All right, will you. T- Tarantino directing Pulp Fiction <laughs> in this right. fight breakdown. <laughs> All right. That's great. That a good analogy. Okay. Uh, Tim Boach, <laughs> New England's own. Yes, Mainer. yes. He's a main man. He's coming back off a devastating under a minute knockout in New Orleans Oof. at the hands of Dan Henderson. Yes. And his, not how I expected that fight to go. Me neither. <laughs> I was not, he was towering over. Uh, Hendo, but he, he got caught on the jaw. Any man, he's, that's the yeah, last thing to go. Strength, that, you yeah, know, power. And, and, and Power's and, the last thing to go. If, uh, if uh, Henderson touches your chin with that H-bomb, forget about it. Yeah. You'd be knocking out heavyweights <laughs> with that thing. Yeah. That is a crazy. Big time. Yeah. But, so he's got something to prove and it's in his, you know, so to speak, his backyard. I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people from Maine who, who make it down for this. And uh, his, he's going up against Ed Herman, who, uh, you know, decent fighter, but uh, Tim Boach. It's. It, I mean, I liked Ed Herman. I, I liked Ed Herman for a long time. He was a, I think he, he was a Team Quest guy. He trained with uh, with the uh, uh, Randy Couture, and you know, he was on. I forget what season of the Ultimate Fighter. Um, I think it was one of the ones that Couture coached on too. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, it wasn't I, the first season, but no, no. Uh, he coached one other season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Against um, Tito? Against Tito, yeah, yeah. No. Um, Most people have picked in my UFC Fantasy League, uh, Tim Boach, 83% by KO. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's, his last, his last six fights, he has three losses, two wins, and then a no contest. Uh, he got knocked out his last fight against Derek Brunson. He won a decision against Tafi on the towel before that. Yeah, that's he one lost the decision today. to Talis Laetis, Uh and then he won a decision over Trevor Hot Sauce Smith, which is the guy I was trying to come up with before the other Hot Sauce. We were talking about this on another podcast. Fought the guy that trained me uh, for uh, a couple years, Vaca Moreno. Um, do you do you not want that iPad because you don't have to hold it if you want? And, uh, <laughs> and when you look at your phone, you're not on the mic, so I all just right. want to like make it as easy for you to speak. Oh, I notice right. these with the headphones, you know. Uh, that's a good thing. We should we should we should keep wearing headphones so we're aware. Yeah, yeah. When we're doing this, uh, you know, and I can I can put a I'll edit all this shit out later, but no, I can, I'm just I saying, can put yeah, a yeah. thing on here. Where I don't want to keep you look. You know, not, yeah. I have an adapter that comes that we can put yeah. this out and we can both plug yes. headphones into it so cool i think uh, i have one too i'll keep it in my uh pouch with me so yeah we'll we'll, we'll do that from now on I'll, I'll bring a i actually bought a set of headphones but whatever i didn't bring the adapter okay so uh where are we at 
We All are right. now moving on to the official main event of the Fox Sports 1 prelims, even though the main card is also on Fox Sports 1. But it's Ben Saunders against Patrick Cote of Canada in the welterweight division. Right. I mean, uh, I like this fight a lot. Um, you know, Cote's a grizzled old vet. You know, he's been doing this for a long time. His first UFC was UFC 50 in 2004 so 12 years now or 11 and some change whatever whatever time frame in 2004 that fight was but so at least 11 years and some change uh he's been in the UFC and uh I thought I always thought he was a tri-star guy but I guess he's with the uh, BB BB can it BTT Canada um, he might, I think he, maybe he used to have been a tri-star guy, but I thought at one point he was training with, uh, with, uh, George St. Pierre. And he's saying all maybe Canadians it's, Maybe it's alike. just because they're all Canadian, they all look alike, right? Um. Patrick Cote was last seen in the UFC's debut in Saskatchewan, <laughs> where, uh, he had a nice win. Ben Saunders, nasty on the ground. I like... I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, they're nasty both places. Ben Saunders is nasty both places. Um, I think Saunders has more ways to win the fight. I think Cote is much more of a stand-up fighter, and he's, you know, I mean, he's kind of a headhunter, and he's more of a knockout artist. Although he has a lot of decisions on his on his resume as well. Um, he's won five out of his last six fights. Um, uh, yeah, so he has just as many decisions uh, as KOs. So he has nine KOs on his record in total. He also has nine decisions on his record in total. Do you think he goes double digit in either one on Sunday? <laughs> uh, my prediction is, uh, I'm saying a second round submission from Ben Saunders. Okay. I think Saunders, uh, he was on the tough, uh, season with the, with, where it was Hughes versus Sarah, Team Hughes versus Team Sarah. Um, he won his first fight, then, uh, then he caught the flu and uh, lost his second fight. Um, so he's won six of his last seven fights. Uh, like I said, he's a more well-rounded, I think he's a better, he's a more well-rounded fighter than both because he's very dangerous on his feet, just as dangerous on the ground. I mean, uh, he's had some really slick submission wins and, uh, he trains jujitsu a lot. Um, so I, I think, you know, I think Ben Saunders, I think they're equal standing. Um, and I think Ben Saunders has an advantage on the ground. So I think the, uh, I predict a submission from Saunders. That's how I see the fight going. In the second round. In the second round. You said it. I say a twister. I think he's going to get a twist. Really? Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. What would it be? be the third twister. Third, and third ever year. Third ever. Twister. Yep. Do you think we'll have a. Yep. Um, what is it? A shin slicer? What's that? Ah, man, whatever. A shin slicer or a bicep slicer? (laughs) Yeah, to have a submission. I don't think there's been one of that. Maybe there's been one. Okay, moving on to the main card. Ross Pearson versus Francisco Trinaldo. Yep, and Trinaldo, uh, I watched him on the first season of Tough Brazil. Um, You read him. No, I watched the, I watched the first season. Oh, right. I read him on the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I read him on the first season of Tough Brazil and, uh, he was one of my favorite fighters on it. You know, he's, he's kind of getting up there in age, but I, I loved his nickname, 
which is Masan Dunabra, which I had to do some research for. I found out some kind of cartoon character in Brazil, but I couldn't pronounce it. Now I know how to pronounce it. But uh, I always thought it said Masandubra. And so when my son was first born, I used to call him little Masandubra. Oh, no. Just because I liked that. I just thought it was a fun little funny little it. funny name. Oh, come here, little Masandubra. You know, when he was just a little baby, I, he just looked like a little Masandubra. But the name is an actual another syllable in there, Masadunabra. Uh, uh, whatever. Dunab or, or do not. <laughs> there is no Trinald. Dunit or Dunab, there is no, there is no Trinald. <laughs> There we go. That's all the analysis I need on this. Uh, uh, um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, uh, obviously. Pearson has a really spotty last couple wins. It's been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Um, and he's also been knocked out three times, and he's been submitted twice. But he's so, coming off a win, baby. He is coming off a win. And I mean, he, I think he's... I he think lost he's, in Scotland? I thought he won in Scotland. Yeah, it could uh, be wrong. It, it doesn't matter. We... It's all. Let's see. We can find out. We do have the. Uh, we do have all of the technology. If uh, I mean, if I I'm looking at a laptop and I have Wikipedia <laughs> in front of me. Hey, who wants to listen uh, to Wikipedia let's see. being Ross up? Pearson? Personal statistics. Here we go. I'm looking for his professional statistics. Uh, so last win uh, was no, it was a decision over Paul Felder. That still counts as a win. And. Well, I thought. No, I said he, I said he won. No, no, no. Sam, Sam Stout was a knockout. And then the fight before that was against Evan Dunham, which was a decision loss. That was in July. And then he okay, won that against was Sam Scotland, Stout, which was right. a KO. All right. And then he lost Ally Kinta. Okay. And then he won home. Gray Maynard. And then he lost Diego Sanchez. Then he no contest Melvin Gillard. And he won Ryan Couture. All right. So it's, it's really been a, it's really been a up and down, up and down for him. Um, you know, I, I think he's. Now I know. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't know what you told me, so I'm just saying. Uh, For those of you who listened last. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so yeah, he's been really, uh, been very up and down, so, uh. Um, so- what do you want to do for picks? So do you want to pick? I'm, I'm going to go wanna, Trinaldo. No, I'm but, going Trinaldo. Okay, all right, all right. I was going to say, do you want to pick the whole card? I yeah. Mean, I mean, the whole main card? Yeah, I'm going to okay. go Trinaldo. You didn't, uh, did you give him the pick on the last one? You didn't give a pick for the, for the Ben Saunders, uh. No, I, and I haven't been because I, I I'm just saying who I'm looking forward to see and whatever. I, I'm not, because I don't make my picks until the weigh-in. That's yeah, my, yeah. that's my new thing. Okay. So, but for there's the, a lot, you can get a lot of information there. But for the sake of the podcast, I, you know, I, I think it's fun to, so to pre-picks. Do a we'll picks. go pre-picks. You can change them at any time, but what, right. what's your gut? What's your and gut? And I do change them at every time, sometimes right. right before the right fight. Right before the fights. And they were right. Ugh. I'm, that I'm, hurts I'm, so bad. I'm going on a, oh, it was I'm painful. Coming off a hot streak. All right. So, we gotta wrap. This is gonna be our longest ever podcast. It episode. is. We're already at, uh, an hour and 23 minutes, so. <laughs> okay, so we'll, <laughs> we'll knock these, uh, my pick for that is Pearson. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of both fighters. I think it's gonna be, it could be a fast fight. I, I don't expect this to go to a decision, so I'm, I'm gonna pick Pearson. I uh, think Pearson has an advantage on the feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a knockout hitter. He can, and, and he, th- he fought a real diverse guy. In terms of attack, guy Paul Feldman in, in his last fight, and, and uh, you know he grinded out uh, 
a tough win. So well, I'm going to go for Pearson on that one. All right. Now we'll move on to the heavyweights. Oh well, we didn't pick the first, the first, the, the Ben Saunders. Uh, oh, that's a prelim Cote. main event. I thought we were just <laughs> picking the main card. All right, I'll I'll, I'll go uh, Cote. Although I was really impressed with. Uh, what I've seen from Saunders. I think Saunders is in a resurgence. I think he's really rededicated himself to the fight game, and I, I think he's going to really make a stink in the next couple of years. Cool. I'm going so. with Cote by decision. I think there's going to be a lot of fans who yeah, come if, down If Cote Canada. wins, I think he'll get a decision, too. <laughs> I agree with that. I'll go, he'll go ten decisions. That's right. Uh, double digits. Double digits decisions. All right. So the next fight, we got Travis Brown versus Meathead. Yeah, Matt Mitrione, who was all over Twitter trying to get this fight, and yes. he got it. Be careful what you ask for, my friend, because a motivated Travis Brown is nobody you want to be looking across the fucking octagon at. <sighs> scary that guy. dude is scary. He's the kind of human being that nightmares are created by. <laughs> I mean, he is just a scary, scary dude. There's not, and this is not a... Eh, whatever. <laughs> and to be fair, nightmares are created by many human beings. And for many night, different reasons. That have night terrors. But <laughs> right. not Wes Craven anymore. He died. All right. R.I.P. Wes. <laughs> so who are you going to pick? Or do you want me to pick because you picked first last time? Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead and pick. All right. I'm going to go with the underdog, Matt Mitrione. All right. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I, I got to go with Brown on this one. I think, uh, I think after the... Last loss, I think. I think he's very disappointed. I think he hell of a fight. Yeah, I think uh, one eighty-seven against Andre Orlovsky. Andre Orlovsky may have left the last of his fighting career in that ring, even though he's fought twice since then. But he never looked the same. Yeah, I mean, one. I you know I counted Orlovsky out a long time ago. I counted Orlovsky out, you know, before he got uh, knocked out by. Um, Steep and mad Russian. <laughs> and he's I not Russian. The, uh, he's Croatian. No, no, the Russian that knocked him out. Why can't I think of his goddamn name? Right. Greatest fighter of all time. Oh, Fedor. Fedor. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. That was a while. So ago. when he uh, right, but I'm saying before that, before Fedor knocked him out, I thought he was kind of done with. Okay. I thought his chin had been tested a lot. Having said that, I did pick him in the last fight. Yes. Uh, I know. Wrongly. I know. Because I, I, I'm, <laughs> you I'm went still against missing me. my trophy yeah, right. case. <laughs> All uh, right. So good. And, and, and you know, I, I believe that if we can pick the same people too, but how about this? Yeah. If, if no, I've we, got, I do have, I have Travis Brown on that okay, one. Okay. I, I think, I think Travis Brown is really going to be really hungry. You know, I don't, here's a, here's a little piece of information. Is that he's uh, he's no longer on the Glendale Fight Club website. Mm -hmm. So he used to be. He was on their roster of fighters, and I don't see him there anymore, which I think is a really fucking smart mood for him. I think it's because he's uh, behind Ronda Rousey, so you can't see him. No. No, they show all the fighters on that there. Ronda Rousey, yeah, yeah. Joke. He's in her shadow. Okay, but but he's. I don't see him. I was on their website the other day. He's not on their website anymore. So what is their website? GlendaleFightClub.geocities.com. Geocities. Holy shit. Oh. God, that's a really and, good And reference. we don't have I had a GeoCities page. <laughs> I did. So many, many characters. Ago. How the fuck? Uh, All right. And, and if we, we, it's okay if we picked, I'm not just trying to, uh, I kind of was trying to pick Matt Metreon just to be, you know, different. But um, if we could pick the same guy, but let's, if we do that, 
I think, we'll pick I think, how it's done in what round. Okay. And that will be different. Okay. I, I think Travis Brown's going to take this one. I think he's going to be hungry. I think he wants to get back into title contention. Um, you know, I, I think, I mean, I think they're both great fighters. You know, Mitrion's got a lot of knockouts. All his, I think most or, or not only one was a decision and the rest were knockouts or, he's got a lot of knockouts. He's got, oh yeah, here it is right in front of me. Nine wins, eight KOs. You know, that's a, you know, that's a heavy handed dude. That is a heavy handed dude right there. That's not somebody that you want to underestimate or take lightly. And I don't think that Travis Brown is going to do that again. I think he, I think he did that with Orlovsky. I think he took him lightly Mm. and I I don't think so because they were like good friends and they, I think that was another, I think that was a reason why he took him lightly. I think he trained with him and I think he probably got the better of him in, uh, in, when they were training and I think he knew that he could beat him. And so, you know, I think he like, I think like most of us believe that Orlovsky is in, is wrapping it up here real quickly. And I think that he felt like because he, his chin has been tested so many times, uh, that he would he wouldn't have to train as hard for him, and I think he paid for that by getting knocked the fuck out. So we will um, see if he can come back. Now going on to the co-main events of the evening. Goo goo. Eddie Alvarez against the former champion Anthony Pettis, who has not he only fought that that one fight last year. Yep. And it was against and, Dos Anjos. And lost his belt to Dos Anjos. Yep. And I'm excited pretty much to see him run back. over by Dos Anjos yeah. for five rounds. Yep, he got he got Alvarez is is coming off of a win though, down a, a tough fought one against Gilbert Melendez. Pretty controversial uh, win, uh, you know. That was a pretty controversial win, I think. Um, I think it was only controversial because Gilbert Melendez got nabbed for performance performance enhancing drugs <laughs> after that. I don't know. He got Eddie Alvarez got fucked up in that fight, but he fucked himself up. Because he tried to blow his nose with a broken yeah, orbital yeah, bone. That's not a good move. And, and it almost blew up his eye. Yeah. But Gilbert Melendez fucked him up and still couldn't finish him. Eddie Alvarez is a tough guy. He, he's been in, uh, since he came here from Bellator, he's been in some, some tough spots and, and hasn't really delivered like we wanted him to or, you know, I mean, is that, is he, that... he hasn't he hasn't got off the ground like everybody expected him to get off the ground. But having said that, his last nine fights, the last nine fights he's had have all been against top tier guys. Yeah, he's been getting he's he's been given no and, breaks, and, and it's he's been given and he's no going breaks. Against Pettis now, right? He's been given no breaks since he got since he before he was in the UFC. All his fights were against you know his Chandler and you know I mean he had a lot of he had a lot of good fights over in Bellator and in the UFC he was given no breaks he was thrown right to the wolves you know and this is no different he's being thrown right in the fire with Pettis again um and I think he's going to have a real hard time with Pettis um that's my pick so that's Pettis, a, Pettis oh, yeah I got my got my pick is Pettis I think Pettis comes back hungry I think Pettis comes back strong I think he having once been the champion he wants to get that strap again and I think he's gonna do what he can to try and get back to that spot I uh, I have no problem with that pick at all I think most people I mean according to this 86 percent of people are going with Pettis uh something makes me want to pick Alvarez though so mm. And not just the nature of being <laughs> contrary to you. 
I, I will probably pick him in my, uh, my official thing, which you can see. I tweet, I'll tweet it out after the weigh in. Matt Cohen, it's under the Matt Cohen thing because that's how my rewards are set up, but check it out. Eddie Alvarez, baby. Three, it's decision. He only has to last three rounds. He's a tough guy. He could take some damage. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, but I, Paris is a different, he's got a, he's like a Swiss army knife in terms of what, yeah, what he yeah. can fight you He's with. pulling all tools you've never seen before out of, you know, I mean, I remember that kick when I watched it live and we all jumped out of our chairs. The and nobody, Henderson, Benson. Yeah, yeah nobody yeah. had ever seen that before right at the end of the, right at the end of the round and we all went, what the, what was that? We all couldn't believe it, you know, jumping out of our chairs and screaming the, you know, that little fence kick that he did yeah. there. Is that they call it the Showtime kick? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you, you you invent it. You can you can call it whatever you want. So I mean, we've seen a couple of people try it, and uh, you know, he we've seen him do it since then, not as successfully as that. But <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, when you're looking was, for it, yeah, he does have he has a Swiss Army knife. That's a really good analogy. He's uh, he's got tools that uh, coming out of all directions. <laughs> yeah. So. Speaking of the, the the main event is is two deluxe Swiss Army knives oh going up against God. each other, but really compact ones. But very weight. very similar Swiss Army knives that are to are, some people. <laughs> some people get offended when you when you, when you say it like that. I think the UFC has just taken a couple clips where they're doing similar things and and lined up to it. But uh, they're pretty spot on. They're pretty similar. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, if you if you, you watch look, Dillashaw before. Uh, before Dwayne Ludwig and you watch him afterward, it's two different fighters. You know, the before and yeah. after Dwayne Ludwig, TJ Dillashaw are two different guys. You know, he was on the ultimate fighter and he didn't even win it. <laughs> no. You know? He lost in the finals to, yeah. to John Dodson. Yeah. But Dill- Dillashaw is not that similar to Cruz in terms of like Cruz's head movement and his foot movement do so much to, to, elude people. The I way, agree. Dillashaw I, cuts in and out really well and he, and he has good foot movement, but it's, it's very different. Like, I mean, maybe because Cruz is used to being taller than his opponents, he kind of hangs his head low, but it's so fascinating to me yeah. what he could do. I, I rewatched the, the fight against Mighty Mo, Mighty Most John. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was probably his and most Mighty formidable Mouse, opponent. Yeah. And Mighty Mouse was probably the fastest guy in the UFC. Absolutely. And he was, and he was outstriking him. And, and, and Mighty Mouse, he won one round, maybe. He yeah. won run rounds on one judge's scorecard in that. But it was still a competitive fight because it was a hard fought, um, up till, you know, Cruz just doing a few things to, to make it happen in his favor, whether they be takedowns or two suplexes, which yeah, yeah. was crazy. <laughs> so. Really excited for this. I, I'm, I'm hoping it goes the distance, and we and, and many of uh, Cruz's okay. fights do go the distance. He has a lot of decisions. Cruz has a lot of decisions on his belt, but but it doesn't be, lessen it doesn't lessen not at you all. Know, who he is as a fighter. Uh, some people kind of tend to look down their nose at somebody who doesn't have as many finishes as they do. But it's also you know. hard to finish the the lighter when you're a lighter guy finishing. It's certainly harder to finish guys. by knockout. Yeah. Because the the guys don't yeah that's what I meant generally possess as much power it's you know it's not as hard to finish by submission but yeah. definitely much harder to finish by I, I would I would bet if you saw some sort of fight metric that showed you the amount of knockouts versus the amount of submissions in those in these lower weight classes I would bet that there are more submissions than knockouts yeah for sure and, and and the volume output that 
Dillashaw does it, it is astounding too. You it's know, just pretty insane. How many f- punches he throws and, and, and yeah. gets in and out. So, uh, I think he's, sparks I think he's going to be throwing a lot of those punches to to air. I think I think Cruz is going to get out of the way of a lot of those. I'm so excited for this fight because I really like both of these fighters. Um, I got to go with Pettis. That last fight was. You mean uh, Cruz? I mean for Cruz. What did I right. say, Pettis? You, uh, I you go like with, Pettis I go with, so much. You <laughs> I got to go. I picked him twice. I picked Pettis to. He's going to run in. I picked Pettis to run in, tag out Cruz, and then beat the shit out of Dillashaw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I I I picked Cruz to win because I think after the, that last fight was so with Takei Mizugaki was yeah. just so brutal. It was like, that's right, fuckers, I'm back. Yeah. Eat a dick. Here I am. But he's so casual about it. Just in oh and out, boom, God. boom, almost over. Uh, and it's done. He's like a cat playing with a mouse. Oh, just playing with your food, man. It's like, you know, it's like when I, when I, when I roll with Gonzaga, it's like, it's exactly what it feels like. It's like a cat playing with his food. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do to him that he doesn't see coming from a hundred miles away. And he could do anything he wants to me at any time. <laughs> and that's, I felt like that's what that fight was like. You know, he was just a cat playing with his food. Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, if, if he's not, if his, if his injuries are healed enough to where he's a hundred percent, which I think he is, we haven't heard anything other than that. I think he's ready to, you know, I think he's ready to come right back in and take that strap away that he never lost. You know? All right. Cruz is also my pick. And, uh, uh, you're going to say decision, so I have to pick something else, huh? Well, I'm picking decision. Uh, I mean, yeah, if yeah. you want to pick all the judges' scorecards, <laughs> if he wins 50, 45, or, f- yeah, yeah, I'll go, 40, uh, 49, yeah, yeah, I'll 46. Go, yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go 49-46. I'm going to give Dillashaw two rounds. I'm going to give Dillashaw the first and the third rounds. There we go. Okay. That's a silly, it's just nonsense. I'm just picking stuff out of the air. All so. right. Well, that's a good so, way to but I, end it. Picking stuff out of the air because that's what's going to be happening. That's well, right. Stuff's going to get picked out of the air. That's right. But not off the face. Amen. Maybe so not. So that's our, that. that's our coverage of the, the upcoming fight night and, uh, and talking about a bunch, other, bunch of other news. And when you hear from us next time, we will have gone to the fights and we will have a lot to talk about and, uh, Maybe have some little sound bites from some fighters and some, some corners and some camps and some officials and who knows what. Who knows what? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe some nothing. judges. Maybe, maybe Nick some can judges. Get, Nick can get the autographs of the three judges <laughs> right. that, that scored it. Right. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk to the, uh, you know, bathroom attendants. Who knows? I hope that there's no bathroom. <laughs> if there's a bathroom attendant, it's just a homeless guy that snuck into the garden. It's up there with a cup who's trying to hand you mints. Yeah, no, I don't want those mints. Into, but, I'm all set. You keep, can keep those mints. Well, well, thanks for, for, for getting through it. For, yeah, it's been a long one. We're, this is, uh, we're at an hour and 40 minutes right there. This is our longest one so far, but I think our best one. I think it's the most uh, insight either of us have put into this and I think it's, uh, cool. I think it's the funnest one we've done. I'm excited that you listen to it, whoever you are listening to it and, uh, yeah, tell a friend, leave a review on please iTunes. Please do, yep. Yeah, leave a review on iTunes. You can email us any questions to mmaniacspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at mmaniacs. Uh, you can follow us on, uh, Twitter at at mmaniacspod. And on Facebook at the Emma Maniacs podcast. Awesome. So there's uh, all kinds of ways you can check us out. Uh, iTunes, uh, fans.fm. I'm going to work on getting us on some other 
places oh, yeah. I know there. Downcast. Yeah, there's a lot of places that cast. A lot of places that people go that they're where they're uh, where they're kind of uh, loyal to how they receive their podcast stuff. So we're gonna try and cater to everybody and get get it get a chance to give it get it out there to as many folks as we can. And if there's one that you use. That we might not know about. Right. Give us a shout. Let us yep. know. We want to get this out to as many as people as we can get. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you later. Peace. The MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Look like that! Woo! That was terrible. All right. That's the end. <laughs>